made a new thing altogether and now they're starting anew, which is really exciting, right? Back then when he came over, it was hard coming in as a foreign, you know, foreign person trying to build yourself up in Singapore from the ground up. Same thing for my mom. They came here, had no friends, right? Back then, Burmese people weren't that active in Singapore. This is quite rare. They tell me multiple times about cases where if they bump into any other Burmese person, both parties will be so happy, they'll be over the moon to find someone of their own race here. So, when they didn't have any friends here, even though they would bump into other Burmese people, that didn't necessarily mean that they would keep in contact, no. So they were alone. They came up, they brought themselves up, they learned English on their own, they learned the culture, they learned what had to be done here, and they brought themselves up. Now my mom, she's now an account executive in a shipping company as well. So they both made it. When they first came in, it was long hours, you know, uh, late night shifts, overtime, and come home, have a little food, wake up in the next morning, up and at it again. So some could say they, they got to a place that they wanted to be. We're not exactly, you know, high flyers or high rollers or stuff like that, but we're comfortable. And they worked hard to bring me, get me here. Now for me, when I look back on this experience, well, rather this story, I feel grateful. And at the same time, I'm not sure how many people might know about this experience, but it must have been hard. Imagine living your entire life in a country, your home country, and suddenly going over to a completely new world with no contacts, no help, and no certainties, right? It was a good name in overall, but they were still taking a huge risk, and they left behind everyone. Their families, their friends, childhood friends, the progress they've made so far. Everything, just to come here. It must have been really scary. And personally, I'm not even sure that I could take that jump, that leap. But they did. Somehow, someway, they found it within themselves. And honestly, I have nothing but appreciation for them. Because I do enjoy life here, right? As hard as it was to adapt, because I was brought up in a Burmese household that because they don't socialize much, up till now, this point, this very day, they don't really know much about how Singapore culture works. So I had to learn somewhat the hard way by getting ousted, you know, being told that I look goofy, I look, or I sound weird, or I'm doing weird things. Like, for instance, in, in Myanmar, when we go to the temple, we're we largely a Buddhist-dominated uh, race. We have this little wristbands, a little rope tied around our left uh, wrist. Orange band. And this is usually given to us when we go to the temple. It's a sort of prayer string, you can call it, that the monks usually you know, tie around us, pray over us, and have us go on our way. Now, in my primary school, there were not a lot of Burmese people there. Hell, I don't think I made a single Burmese friend, even. So, 
I walked around with this little orange band that was so bright, it was radiating, right? Compared to the rest of the school outfit at least. And people asked me, what, what on earth are you tied up for? <laughs> for some odd reason, right? I always explain to them, oh, it's just a Burmese tradition thing. Uh, it's always just this and that. But then after noticing that string, they ask my name. And when I say Kong Mian, oh boy, did the, did the name calling start? I was called, obviously, the one that everybody probably thinks of is King Kong, which I later realized is not so bad of a name. I, I have a king in front of my <laughs> name. That's awesome. I'll take it. Anytime. The one that affected me a bit more was, and uh, this was a bit strange, Kong Bushman, this uh, native tribe back in it, like way back then. It was uh, sort of a tribal thing where, you know, they had spears, shields, um, old outfits and all that. And I was the only one, I remember this, in my school for both primary and secondary that had the name Kong. So, I was um, likened to a barbarian most of the time for my name. I hated my name at one point, honestly, if I'm going to be honest. But years I spent, they called me, Hey, Kong Bushman, you know, do a war, war cry for me. Bang your shields and all that. It was strange, it was tough. Because not only did I not understand the culture, now I had less incentive to speak to these people that were making fun of me. Right? So I went home every day, and the only kind of interaction I got, meaningful interaction I got, was with my parents. And how else, where else did I learn my mannerisms from? Right? Such as if I were to pass someone something, I'll put one arm over my other arm in, in a gesture of respect, in a sign of respect. Or we have a certain way of greeting people. I transitioned slowly over to bowing my head slightly, but you know, for for my parents and all that, we bow quite deeply actually when we see people. Something something similar akin to the Japanese when you see them when you see them greet others. But yeah, I I changed it to a sort of nod of the head, which is a bit more common recent I think recently. But back then it was a full bow, just ninety degrees to the ground, you know. It's interesting. Finally, I managed to find some friends that were nice enough to me to not make fun of me and start teaching me certain things like, you know, slangs or where to eat. Because for the longest time, I had not tried local food. I had only tried Burmese food or fast food, which were the only two, the two only things that my parents were familiar with. So I tried chicken rice, uh, pork belly rice, right? Oh, and those were fantastic. My first time trying them, it was like a whole new world opened up to me. So they taught me all these things. Slowly, slowly, I got adjusted. But that also meant that I was adjusting away from my parents. Because they weren't learning these same things. They weren't eating the same food. They weren't speaking the same way. Eventually, I came to realize that while it is good to fit in here, I mean not fit in, just learn the customs and all that, it's also important to remember where I came from, the people who raised me when I was a kid. I remember that 
While I'm here in Singapore, I was born here, I don't have much memory of Myanmar. I'm still from there. I'm still from a Burmese household. My parents went through great sacrifices, great, great sacrifices to bring me here, or rather have me here. And that also means that I have to respect that inner Burmese-ness in me. That all these cultures that my parents brought over try to instill in me, right? Even to this very day, I'm still learning about Burmese cultures as much as I'm learning about Singaporean cultures. I have a talk with my dad every once in a while. And it's funny enough because he's learning too. Because he's starting his own, like, founding, co-founding his own company, he has a lot more time with the, um, let's say, a lot more time to spend with the local uh, people. I see a lot more mannerisms coming from him. It's interesting. We can. I suddenly. I suddenly start hearing him saying or speak in a Singlish tone. You know, the laughs and all that. It's interesting. My mom, on the other hand, hasn't learned too much. She's a bit quiet. So all in all, it was a hard journey for them to get here. They they worked through everything. They face thick and thin, the storms and all that. Came here alone. I have nothing but appreciation for them, right? And in a certain way, I'm proud to be Burmese. Because my family, they went through so much to get here. Yeah. I am too. Singapore, I've met so many great people here. I've had so many experiences here and, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere else. As much as I love the Burmese culture, I grew my roots here. I've survived here. I've gone through hardships here. I mean, you know, as much as a 25-year-old possibly could have. I wouldn't say I've gone through everything in life, but I can say that the experiences that I had here in Singapore is what made me who I am today. And I can I can never forget that. It's just that I have two sides that I both appreciate equally. I have two sides of me that are vastly different, both in origin, culture, food even comes down to just food they are so different but both sides make me who I am today well that was uh, Musings with Kong and uh, you know I told you guys a little bit about my life or rather my parents journey who I am as a person and you know what I've become I hope you guys I hope to see you guys next time for my next Musings And y'all have a good day. Bye-bye.